0: This won't end well for Illinois.
1: Here's a three. It ended well.
0: <laughs> McCourt for the win. In the it air. It. it is up and it is
2: gone. Fourth and sixteen he has comes in Matt Baby with the ball in the air. Makes the catch! Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another quarantined edition of OSCE Talk. My name is Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Catazone. and while most of you listening are probably coming down from the excitement of the last dance, we want to take you guys right into some Illini excitement, and that starts with the transfer portal.
1: Yeah, Illinois now being labeled transfer U because of the way Lovie Smith has been uh, adding transfers to fill a couple holes on his defense and offense, and Illinois picked up two big guys um, over the past week, Trey Sean Smith from Louisville, he'll be immediately eligible with two years as a grad transfer and Chinadu Udagu from Cal, the team that we just played in the Redbox Bowl. Uh, he'll be two years. Um, he'll have two years and be immediately eligible as well. He was coming in, he was originally defensive tackle, but they were trying to switch him into a tight end. I think they'll, the Alana will keep him at defensive tackle because that's a, a space that they need, um, a lot of work at.
2: Yeah, and and you talk about tight end, I just want to say, you know, we've been talking about all the success, you know, some of Illinois' transfers have had, you know, Brandon Peters, Josh Bebe, Wole Batiku. A lot of people are forgetting Luke Ford is on this roster, peeking behind uh, the fact that he was ineligible last year. He's going to make a huge difference to this offense as a tight end. And then, like you said, um, Udego is going to be on the other side of the ball most likely, and then, like you said, Trey, Sean Smith—he's going to be a safety. So they added some much-needed depth to that secondary as well.
1: Yeah, you definitely forget about the seven transfers last year. Most of them were immediately eligible. Um, five of them were, and the two guys that weren't were Luke Ford and uh, Chase Brown. Chase Brown eventually got eligible as mm-hmm. the season went on, but obviously adding him, and and more importantly, the big—I think the big guy coming in is is Trey Sean Smith. This guy's a real talent. Um, he does come with a little baggage. He had to sit out. He was um, all of last year um, with a suspension, but he comes into Illinois. He's got a fresh start, has a real good chance to make an immediate impact on the Illini team and, and hopefully learn some, something from Levy Smith. This is a great, 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 great addition for the Illini. And you look at this team now with the transfers, and you wonder why they can't win eight or nine games this year.
2: Yeah, I think that's certainly possible, despite the fact that they have a little bit of a thin recruiting class coming in and in 2020 and, and also a little bit thin in 2021 thus far. But Lovey Smith did uh, ink another commit. Um, three-star linebacker Trevor Moffitt committed to Illinois, so that's another uh, depth piece on the defense for years to come. Um, like we said, recruiting-wise, they haven't been phenomenal um, a little bit thin in the classes, but then you've got the uh, the grad transfers and the transfers to really bulk up those classes and add some experience to a team that it has otherwise been pretty inexperienced. Now they've got some experience, went to a bowl game last year. Everything's trended in the right direction for Rod and Lovey Smith's team.
1: Yeah, here here's the thing. When, when you go so thin recruiting-wise, which they have lately, and, and if I had to blame anything on it, I think Lovey and the staff was really trying to recruit St. Louis this year and try and get into the East St. Louis bunch, and mm-hmm. when they failed to do that, um, it ended up being a thin class, only signing thirteen guys to the twenty twenty class. But he adds all these these transfers and those holes, and even the holes that they missed in the twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen class start to disappear, right? And I think a lot of these guys, specifically Trey Sean Smith, when you look down the road. Not necessarily next year, but in 2021, when this team looks completely different, you're not going to recognize a lot on the defense. You're not going to rec- recognize a lot on the offense. You know, there's no Bebe. There's no Brandon Peters. Um, there's no Nate Hobbs. There's no Tony Adams. These are the guys you'll start looking to make an immediate impact on this team and, and hopefully improve them. Um, and when that team looks way different, hopefully you don't lose a step. We talked about, you know, in the past couple of years, how This next year, 2020, is going to be a huge season for Lovey. He has to go to a bull this year. Has to. He should win eight games, mm-hmm. whether that includes a bull game or not. And maybe he hopefully wins nine games, which I think is definitely possible. This is a big year for him. But then the next year, 2021, looks like that's a hole. You know, that's not looking like a great year. But if he could fill these gaps and find the talent and use the transfer market like the free agency market,
2: then 2021 shouldn't look so bad. Yeah, twenty twenty one should be a bull year. It should be, and then you can use, like I said, you know, you get these recruits coming in in twenty twenty one, which seems like the whole year, and you can't expect all those freshmen to carry the weight. But when you have these guys come in as juniors and seniors with their first years in the program with some experience in other places or the grad transfers, that turns that team into a much more experienced team that can handle adversity, and that's kind of what Illinois is building to. I also want to ask you a hypothetical question. Um, just because you mentioned Treshawn Smith did have a, a suspension last season, is do you think off the field stuff with him is going to be a distraction or is that all behind him?
1: Um, well, I can't personally speak for him, but I, one thing we know about Lovey Smith is he runs a tight chip. Right. And guys who, you know, Bennett Williams is the, probably the best example of that now at Oregon, when you don't follow the rules and you don't do the right things, Lovey Smith's going to suspend you and you're not going to play. So – I trust Lovey Smith to make sure that he does turn a corner and and continue to keep his tight ship. Um, So I I wouldn't expect anything anything less from from his team.
2: And real quick, we're going to shift gears from football into basketball. Obviously, no current basketball being played, but – the Illini, or former Illini, are gearing up to play in a throwback tournament. The House of Pain recently added Michael Finke to their roster, and you also got to interview a member of their roster, and we'll have that coming up right now. Why don't you preview it for us real quick, Pat?
1: Yeah, really quick beforehand, Michael Tuip was kind of mentioning some guys that uh, might be on this team, and I think if you listen to that podcast, you knew Michael Finke was going to be on this team. So congratulations to him and can't wait to see him play in orange and blue again but the guy we have up next is former center alini nana egwu up next here he is this week on oski talk we are joined by former alini center nana egwu nana first and foremost how are you doing during these uh tough times well i
0: mean uh obviously you know just, just trying to figure out things to do with your day but um it's just staying home, he's staying safe, uh, and just just happy to be back home, and, and um, so just just waiting it out, just like the rest of us.
1: Mm-hmm. And you were in Japan when um, the virus first broke out. What was that kind of like?
0: Um, well, actually, and um, I was in Tokyo, and you know, you know, the daily life there wasn't really. You know, much different. Wasn't it wasn't so. You know, it was kind of like different than the rest of the world in terms of other countries that were starting to shut down and, and, and starting to limit certain things, especially in Europe. Um, so, you know, certain you know things that were i been in Tokyo just like you know, nothing really changed. So everything, you know, that was you know being about the virus was really just through the news and things happening in Europe, things happening in the states. So um, it wasn't until um, actually. Um, Maybe like a week after I left Tokyo that they, you know, that they, start, they may have their their state of emergency and stuff like that. They started to close down, you know, shops and restaurants and things like that. So while I was there, things were pretty much the same. So, uh, so it, was, it wasn't until I got here that you know that you know the had stay home motor here in Illinois, but um, but obviously, you, while you're there, you hear the news and, and everyone's everyone's talking about it, you know, like, everyone's we'll talking about things that happened in Europe and things that happen in the States. So, it's still even though the, the, the life, the daily life there wasn't wasn't much different, uh, um, you yeah, know, people are still talking about it,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely. And um, now I assume you're back in Chicago, correct? Yeah, Chicago, yep, um. Great place to start, going way, way back. Um, kind of growing up in Chicago, how would you first get involved with basketball?
0: Uh, well, I mean, as a kid, you know, just watching watching the Bulls on TV, you know, WGN or or at the time, I think uh, Comcast, or, but mostly WGN, just watching them, you know, play uh, playing their games and, and, and become a Bulls fan. That, that was where it first really started. But, um, but going through into my eighth grade uh, year, um, we went to, me and my mom put me and my sister in the Park District, uh, and we, we, we played on the on the team there. So that was when the official organized basketball, that's when I first really started
1: playing uh organized basketball, going to my eighth grade year. And then from there, I obviously went to Ignatius and started, that went on from there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Catholic League is, is a pretty big deal um in, in Chicago. Was there a, any pressure there in, in Ignatius or? You know in that league to just be as good as you possibly can
0: yeah I think with me it was uh if there was pressure I really didn't really see because I was just learning you know so at, at the time yeah, yeah it, was, it was more I really didn't know anything you know I was just I was just learning and my folks were just on learning and getting better and improving every day. So any, anything that came from you know having to perform well and, and get wins and stuff like that wasn't really in my mind because I was just really just trying to improve, get better every day, and just listen to my coaches. So and it was fun. So you know and, and obviously we haven't had have great coaches at uh, at Ignatius. So you know just winning was just a part of it. So. So it was never any really pressure, you know. It was kind of just something that happened, and I was just there having fun, learning, and playing with my teammates, and just really enjoying the whole process of of
1: playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And with kind of that learning curve too, uh, did your parents, who were both immigrants as well, did they kind of uh, support you in in your basketball um, inquiries? Oh yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, they're the ones, you know. Uh, you know, give me rides, you know, here, picking me up uh, from, you know, certain games and, and and doing all those types of stuff. So, they, you know, they definitely, you know, you know, uh, Supported me in, in that way, and and they made sure that, you know, that I that was that I was doing it. I was giving one hundred percent into it, you know, making sure I was working hard and giving everything I can to you know to getting better. So so they really definitely supported me. And anyway, if I needed you know a ride or needed to do something for me here and there, they they were they were welcome to it.
1: Yeah, and, and at Saint Ignatius, obviously you were recruited by Bruce Weber. What did what kind of went into your recruitment? I um, mean, just
0: just just talking to you know great people like like Bruce and Terrence Howard, you know just you getting that relationship going, and I enjoyed talking to them, I enjoyed being around them, and then uh, then I enjoyed you know when I when I visit Illinois, I enjoyed visiting campus and and I, and I, I just just in love with the school and, I, and even being and growing up, you know you know Illinois is the one that you know you see on. You know the the sports uh, segments. You know they're they you know, on WG on Channel Seven. So you know you know you've seen especially when they were made that final four run. It was a whole lot of Illinois buzz going around uh, back then. So you know so it's kind of like a thing you, I I grew up with. You know um, and, and watching them and watching highlights and and stuff like that. So so the, they were definitely on my mind. But but then not, but then just me, meeting Coach Weber, meeting James Howard. Beating uh, the players out there at the time, going to campus here and there. Just kind of fell in love with it and and just knew that that was was, was the school I wanted to play for.
1: Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. Just playing in Chicago, is there kind of almost an expectation that Illinois is where you should go?
0: I mean, uh, for me, it's different for, for certain people. For me, because it came down to Purdue and Illinois. So, and at the end of the day, I think it was, yeah, it was not easy, but I just felt like, you know, I just wanted to to play for Illinois, play for the home state. And um, so, I, 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 yeah, everyone's different. Everyone, you know, in terms of how you know, how they feel about, you know, certain things. But for me personally, yeah, I felt that, you know, being, being, playing in Chicago, I I really just wanted to represent. I wanted Illinois to be on my chest and and represent Illinois. So, that that was a
1: factor into it. And you started off your career with Bruce Weber, but eventually John Gross became your head coach. What were the differences between Weber and Gross? Oh, I mean,
0: because... They, they, they were both, you know, you know, great, great human beings in terms of great men, and, and in terms of teaching, teaching styles, you know, they were, they, they wanted you to learn, and they, and they, you know, create an environment for you to become your best. You know, they let you grow, you know, as a basketball player, but. but um, the girls came in and he and he and with the rest of the coaching staff and he just brought a uh, i think a, a, a change in terms of uh you know for the other guys in terms of off, offensively you know when first came in we had you know brandon and, and dj um and he gave them the uh the ability to you know um you change the offense, go um, you know, get the shots that they they wanted to again. Move up and down, uh, up up and down the court, and you know, push the ball and transition, and really give them the uh, ability to, you know, to space the floor, and so the offense offense was, was a little bit different. That was probably the biggest change in terms of the the offense, uh, um, and. Being able to create spacing and things like that. And coach Weber was more like the uh, his more of a motion motion offense, off ball screens. Was more off ball screens as the offense, and, and coach and Coach Girls, his offense was more ball screens, on ball screens. So and then defensively, you know, Coach girls uh, implemented the pack defense, and that was a, a different style of defense than Coach Weber, where it was more of like a denial defense. So those, those certain things are different, but overall. And so I think the, just the difference. Just I think for for me, not me that much. Maybe for some of the of of you know uh, the guys that were juniors and seniors was the the change because I only had one year with Coach Weber. But I think the, the the biggest difference was just, I guess just a change in, in leadership and change in the atmosphere and then sometimes things just need to change and, and that was probably the biggest thing. Just a change of it and then like Gardner, you know, the, you know, so you know, grows grows his tenure.
1: Yeah, and and, uh, TNT was a big part of Gross's tenure. Do you think that kind of energy was different from Bruce Weber's energy?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, because, well, because Gross, just uh, Coach Gross, you know, emphasized it. Because, you know, Coach Weber did it too in terms of, uh, and a lot of coaches do it in terms of emphasizing being together and being tough and, 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 you know, sharing the ball and things like that. But with with girls, he, he did it. He, he he. always he always had these anagrams. He always it, so. He brought up TNT toughness and together and he he made uh, teachers for it, and he and he just kept you know, you know pushing it to, you know, to us and making sure that it, it just became part of our thing that we we have to be together and we had to be tough. You know, mentally and physically. So with with girls, he was just, he really just pushed it and pushed it, you know, uh, and made sure that that just became part of who we are. And uh, and at the time, especially the first year, he was just trying to build that culture so it could be established for years to come.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What what were some of those memories that you have on on some of those teams at Illinois?
0: Uh, I think you know, just, just the one. The one thing I always go to is, is just the locker room. It's just the group of people that I got, I got to be with, and, and my teammates. And and just being in the locker room and talking to them on all the stories we share and all, all the things we talk about. I miss that camaraderie. Uh, just, just, just being together, you know, and, and, and going on the road together, you know, being in hotels together, you know, having dinner together. That 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 part is is, is the part I, I remember most and and that I miss. And then on on the court, you know, obviously the one thing, the two the two biggest things, making the tournament in my sophomore year, and then and then obviously beating, uh, Montana would be will be the the two things that always will pop into my head when it comes to
1: on the court. Yeah, that tournament really was uh, something special and probably should have been a little bit uh, more special with a, a Sweet 16 appearance. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah I mean, I still, some, some, someday I still even think about that, just how close you really were to get Sweet 16, and if you get the Sweet 16, you know, anything can happen from there, so. So yeah, I always, always do always do think about, it, but you know, and, and, it's, and it really is unfortunate that we, we couldn't get there the next two two years. I really you know I really wish we could you know at least given gotten a chance to at least go to it one more time or two more times, and that part is
1: disappointing. Yeah, Mike Latulip, um, we we had him on probably I think two weeks ago, and he he told us a story about how guys some guys on the team already knew you guys were playing Colorado in the first round. How, do you know how that kind of happened? Yeah, the, the way I remember, I, the way I
0: remember from my perspective I just, so we were I think we were one of those suites in the uh, in the football stadium and we were, we were watching' we were watching it and then you kind of start there's a buzz going around in the room and and you know and then finally someone comes up to me and, and says uh, you know you guys uh, you guys are gonna play Colorado." And my mom like, well, how? Because well, I just still hasn't come, even come to us. Yeah, on the because we're watching the you know, selection show. They still haven't come to us. Come to us. I'm, I'm like, wait, well, how? How would you know that? And and you know, and then people are still talking about it. And uh, you f- figure out that it's it's Tyler Tyler Griffey that said it. And, and apparently, apparently Tyler somehow, I guess he knew something. Maybe he knew someone that was, you know, I don't whether you, they were in the room or around the building that that where they're making the selection and that, that they, they found out and, they, and he knew someone there. And they, they that person told Tyler and then Tyler told somebody and they started spraying around the room. So, yeah, yeah. So I think it was from Tyler that, that we found out that we are going to play Colorado. But it was, still, it was still in the back. You still don't know. You still got to wait until you see it on TV. Like when you, once you finally see it on TV, you go, oh, it's no, this is for real. And, and, and they're ready to go.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you remember who it was because Mike was like, I just remember spreading the, the rumor. I don't remember exactly where it came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was
0: from you know, If I'm actually correct, it was from Tyler. Tyler was the one that, that,
1: that found out first. Yeah, um, and that Indiana game, too. Um, Obviously, that was a big one uh, for Tyler, too, for sure. Do you remember kind of watching that game go down? Did you see um, him get open down the stretch?
0: The, so the play we ran, you know, after the fact, um, Brandon I think Brandon, I don't know if he told me or told someone else that he was he was looking for Tyler the whole. Like he was going to look for Tyler the whole time. He felt like with the time on the clock, he, the only only pass he could make was to slip to the basket. But the play was 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 uh, If I remember correctly, I think it was twenty five. Twenty five curl was something twenty five. But it's, it's for the five, and for DJ to come off it and he'd get a get a shot. You know, at the corner, right there, the corner for three or a short, the short corner. Just get a shot, get a shot. So usually, the slip, the slip. You know, the slip is part of the play, but rarely, that rarely, we ever rarely ever get that. It's Usually, you know, we look for the two man coming off the screen, and if you don't get that, uh, usually we just try to pass it into the five man uh, or and get it in. But usually, but the slip really is ever open. But so as the plays happen, I'm kind of just watching because I'm, I'm I'm looking at, well, these the only one that's going to get the ball and, and try to score. So I'm just watching DJ as he's, you know, coming off the screen. And then next you know, I see, so the next thing so I see, Brandon make a bounce pass toward the basket. And all of a sudden I see Tyler wide open. And I'm, I'm just, even before he even catches the ball and puts it, I, I already start getting up because I'm thinking, oh, here we go because he's wide open. He takes it and then obviously rush the course so I was I, I was not expecting it. it when that happened I was stunned I
1: was stunned the day that happened yeah that was that was a great moment that's that's crazy that that was that was written up for DJ but that that slip screen worked um, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on talk a little bit about the TBT team how did you kind of uh, first get involved with it was it Mike who kind of hit you up and like hey we, we have an opportunity here
0: yeah, he's he he, he did, I mean, it must have been two years ago where he, he talked about you know uh, he, he was thinking about of trying to you know get a team together for it, and he, he's like, yeah, I just want to let you know just in case you you want to get involved. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, but actually, that that it didn't work out for two years ago. But but yeah, but this time around, yeah, um, he hit me up and say, yeah, oh, I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna do it. And do do are you interested? I say yeah, absolutely, I'm definitely interested. So
1: yeah, so Mike was the one that hit me up. That's awesome. And and what can we kind of expect from this TBT team?
0: Well, you know. uh... You know, I actually, I, I gotta know everyone that's on the team and and all the all the and everything to go with it before I can really say about that. Because mm-hmm. then we, you know, obviously everything just turns to the personnel. But yeah. but for me, just for right now, I, you know, I'm just I'm excited just to you know be around um, the former teammates again and, and just you just see them again and play with them again and kind of um, you know you know just excited to, to you know to share basketball court with them. And, um, I think I told, uh, I forget what I told. I may have told this to Hill, um, but like just to be, be in a tournament together, you know, as, as former eye and, and, you know, being a tournament, you know, and, you know, in, in a way, in a small, small way, maybe, you know, uh, as, as you always, you know, in, uh, me especially that uh, we could have made more appearances in the, in the, um. NCAA tournament, and I think I'm not sure. I don't think he'll ever got the opportunity to do so. But you know, maybe if a little bit in a small, small way, we can, you know, use that and and, and as a as an opportunity to to you know, re, re, you know, re, maybe redeem. I don't know what the word is for, but give us the opportunity to be in a tournament style like that. And, and and play in a, in a winner-go-home situation as a line line together where we where we never really got the opportunities
1: to Yeah, I think a lot of fans are excited to see that, too. Andres Feliz is a guy who also didn't get to go to a tournament because of um, the pandemic. Are you, are you kind of excited oh, yeah. to play with some of these newer guys, too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: And as y'all said, some of the guys that I... You know, I never got the chance to you know you know spend time in locker room with and, and build that type of friendship, with. so absolutely and man, yeah, especially you know uh, Andres and, and the rest of the team. You know, that I, I, I was one measure really. I was so disappointed. Uh, I, I I just fought for them. I I, I mean, it's just playing the tournament is just a great great opportunity. Once you 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 would not you would never forget. So what once when, when I saw that was the case. I was just so disappointed for for some of these guys that won't won't get the opportunity to, and um, and it was so disappointing because just because how hard they played this year and how much they truly 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 deserve to, and you never know, and I thought this team this year had the opportunity to really make a run, and they really did. So when, I, when when I saw that the NCAA tournament wasn't going to happen, it was you know, I, I was disappointed just for Lineite fans to get opportunity you know to see this team. Even get better, and I was more and more disappointed for the players because that's just a gut punch right there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, other than the TBT tournament, kind of our last question: uh, What else do you have um, going on in, in your career? Um, for those fans who do, don't know, well, yes, yeah, so I just got done, you know, playing uh,
0: uh, in Japan this year, and so so next year, obviously, you, you just got everything's just got to clear. Right? Everything's got to, you know, be cleared. You know after after this this situation this virus thing happens is no one knows, you know, what the leagues will start to open for next year and no one knows, you know, how much money certain leagues have and here and there and there's so many things is gonna to have to be figured out, you know, for, for the basketball season for next year that and right now just kinda of like just waiting to see to the the clear airs uh um, the air clears and, and everyone can start to make their move. But um but yeah, so right, right now I'm just just being, being at home, just uh, trying to figure out different things to do every day and to occupy my time.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it is tough times, but we hope that you do well in the TBT tournament. And thank you for coming on Asky Talk. Oh no problem. Thanks a lot for having me.
2: Thanks to Nana Egwu for coming on the show. There really great stuff from him.
1: Uh, a lot of interesting things we learned. You know what to expect from this TBT team and. I uh, learned a little bit about uh the Illini and and we finally solved the mystery that Michael Tup was telling us about how he had no clue who heard that Illinois is playing Colorado first in that tournament year in twenty fourteen, um, but it was Tyler Griffey. So we solved that mystery right there and uh, yeah, it was really fun. Nice talking to him. Thanks for coming on.
2: And I'm not mistaken, I, if I'm not mistaken, Andres Feliz is also going to be on that team, right? Yes, he also got announced as well. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, that with Nana um,
1: being able to play with some guys that he never played with. You know, this is a lot of the 2014, uh, 2015 teams, and uh, 2016 as well, I guess. You could throw them in there because Malcolm Hill. Um, but this is uh, an interesting team, so, you know, it should be fun. And he said he's excited to play with guys he never played with.
2: Yeah, without a doubt, and, you know, mentioning Feliz, uh, Illinois Athletics recently awarded their uh, awards for the 2019-2020 Athletic Seasons. Um, Feliz and Dre Brown shared the uh, male, essentially male spirit award, um, and a bunch of other awards got given out. Inspired by that, we have a new segment. OANI OF THE WEEK and to start us off there with that new segment, we're going to award three people Illini of the Week this week. Um, two of them are athletes, and one of them is a healthcare worker who Pat will get to in just a little bit. I'll start with the athletes. We're going to give co-Illini of the Week awards to Io Desumu and Jacqueline Quaid, who are named Male and Female Dyke Edelman Athletes of the Year. And, Pat, why don't you give us the third member of the Alani of the Week?
1: Yeah, our next member of Alana of the Week is Dr. Camino Bell, former Alana running back, has been working in New Jersey um, as a, a healthcare care worker, doctor working on the front lines to fight the horrific disease COVID-19. Um, true American hero, of course. So we want to thank Dr. Bell and name him Alani of the Week.
2: Continue to do what
1: you do and thank you for your service.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. Thank you, Dr. Bell. And I'm sure he's not the only former Illini out there on the front lines battling this pandemic. So if you guys listening know of anybody that deserves to be recognized, send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram and we'll make sure to recognize them. Uh, But for now, that'll do it for this edition of Oski Talk. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts um, and we'll see you guys next time. ILL. I and I.